here. We're good. We're live. Yep. We're going there. And here we are. Hey, <laughs> Kelly Darden. Hey. One of my favorite people in the entire world. Basically, my second mother. The woman that keeps me healthy <laughs> and alive. And in check. And in check as well. That's yep. a full-time job. Yes, yes. There's a special place in heaven for Lynn Sticker. Yes. That's my mother, my madre. Awesome lady. Yeah. Awesome so, lady. welcome to the... Uh, the man cave, the Thunder Dome. Glad you can come in here. I've been trying to get your uh, your husband in here, but he won't. I haven't got. Okay, him wait, yet. wait. He says that he's not funny enough to come in here. But this is the thing: if you want to do a political podcast and like you know, ten full hats. I, I tell you what, I want. I've told him too. I said I want to talk about conspiracy theories. Then he like, needs to do this. Yes, yeah, because yeah. he is like got a brain like. Why? And it's been accurate. That's the really scary, creepy, crappy part about it is it's been accurate. When he told me uh, a few years back when, uh, was it uh, what, was it TSA or whoever was spying on cell phones or who was, the, was that the agency? Whatever, yeah. Somebody spying on cell phones. He told yeah. me he was like, we would text and he would uh, he would send messages and like say, hey, good morning, FBI, yeah. uh, CIA, this and that. Exactly. I'd be like, Seamus, you're paranoid, you're, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. About six months later, news breaks. Verizon Wireless mm -hmm. has been being spied on by some government. Mm -hmm. And I kind of turned to look at Seamus and I was like, Yep. What? <laughs> and whenever he gets to talking about a lot of that stuff, I'm just sitting there going, Oh, dear God, here we go. Here it's kind of like, Here we and go. And it's not because now, it's not because I think he's crazy. It's because I fear what he's talking about. Seriously, it scares me. I used to just think he was crazy, but you think now he was crazy, yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah. man, I can't, yeah. maybe he's not maybe crazy. Maybe he's not. So, I, yeah. The I, 5G thing, that's still, uh, I'm, I'm, that's tenfold hat thing. That's a little much. It's a little much, but. but I wouldn't put it past anything that Shaman says, because. No, no. I mean, whenever you read that, and he's been listening to this, he's been listening to a podcast from a guy named Bear. And this guy's pretty cool to listen to. Yeah. Um, and he's been pretty. There's a few things that I don't agree with on that he talks about, like silver and gold and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but uh, he's been pretty pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, so, so, anyways, but so so Seamus would be good yeah, good for this. I'm gonna get but, him in there. but we we'll get him over here. Yeah. We'll get him over here. So you uh, work in nursing. Mm -hmm. You how long have you been in total? In 24 years. 24 years in the nursing field. And then I, August will be 24 years. I was Jeez. just turned 20 years old. They say that the Lord protects the young and the dumb. I was both. <laughs> I literally, I turned, I turned 20 May 31st. I graduated August the 12th with my LPN. Before that, I have been in healthcare since I was 13 as a candy striper. A and what? A candy striper. You're a volunteer. Oh, okay, back in okay. those days, now there's so much litigation and, you know, you have to worry about all this HIPAA laws and all of this stuff. Yeah. You have to, whenever you're a volunteer in the hospital as a teenager, literally you, you make like chart packets or you, you, you oh. do, um, you, if in the nursery you might get to hold a baby. It's not anything real. Whenever I was in a candy strapper back in, what year was that, 89, uh, you could actually do stuff. I mean, I actually helped the nurses do things. I, you know, I worked medical records. I did all that. So I've literally been in health, been in a hospital setting since I was 13 years old. Jeez. Because I went from there, I worked, did that till I was 16, till I could get a real job, and I worked in a nursing home, which I do not recommend that for any teenager. <laughs> it was hard, man. It was backbreaking work, literally, yeah. literally backbreaking work. And then I did private care for uh, two school teachers of mine. 
I took care of their mothers okay. whenever I was in high school. And then I turned right in and went to school. And and then you met Seamus, you've been taking care of his ass for Sorry, <laughs> ass no, no, so you've been in and out, or, I, I, or in, in it for... Since I was 13 years old. Yeah, for, yeah. For, in some capacity. In some capacity, yeah. Jeez, that's... But did I would, you always know, like, that's just what you wanted to do? Since I was three do? years old. Really? Yes. What, the funny story, I don't know if, because you know my dad, he mm -hmm. used to always say when he was probably younger than Stone, mm -hmm. four or five, his dream job was being a garbage truck man. That's was Are you serious? God. He wanted to be a garbage truck man. That's, my dad used to say, he's like, I want to be a garbage man. Mm -hmm. That was like his dream. That was his dream job. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow. So mm -hmm. that, I, I, yeah. Some people, I guess, just kind of know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started as an L... Started as a candy striper, a nurse's aide. Okay. Got my EMT basic, which I never was able to do anything with the EMT basic. Yeah. And then I went and got my LVN and worked as an LVN while I went to RN school. And LVN is licensed, licensed vocational nurse. nurse. Now, yes. what do they do exactly? Um, those men and women are the ones at the bedside taking care of basically everything. Gotcha. In the state of Texas, they cannot do an a they cannot document an assessment. You you assess your patients, which you go in, you listen to your heart, lungs, you look from head to toe, make sure you know. No new bed sores, make sure that they're clean, all of those wonderful things. Yeah. But in the state of Texas, an LVN can't document all of that. And it'd be, I guess you could say, a legal document. It's a legal document, but that you just can't say it's an RN assessment. Then your RNs, you know, your upper, you know, you can get your ADN, you can get your BSN. I had my BSN, which that is more of a, you know, you have all the clinical, but then you have some administration with it. Okay. And then I worked as a, uh, I had my BSN and I worked that job. Um, I graduated in 2001, and RN school is where I met Seamus, because I had actually gone through a divorce in RN school. Okay. Um, I went through a divorce. Um, I le left uh, Christmas break my junior year in college, um, and I met Seamus the following March. I'm sorry. No, the year. I left my ex in 1999. I met Seamus March 20, uh, 2001. So about a year and a half. I was on a date with another guy. Okay, and I know we're talking so much. I have you as a guest, but we keep talking about Seamus, mm -hmm. but, and I can't wait till he comes on here, but uh, I do have, and he's told me in passing how y'all met, but I got to hear like, I've heard the story, but it's great. How did, please tell me the night y'all met. It's so, so good. So the night that we met, I was actually on a date with another guy. Yeah. And, um, and I was with my best friend and her. What what number date was this with this guy? Was this first date? Oh, we like... had we had gone out a couple of shit. I don't know. We had gone so out a couple of times. Okay. He was one of those that wanted to <clears throat> date me whenever I was with somebody, but when I was single, didn't want to date. He was gotcha. a douche. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, short. Uh, but anyway, what's wrong with short guys? No, 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 he was short. I'm five ten on a good no, day. No, no, baby. He, I, I, he was short. He was short. He okay. was short. Okay. okay. But anyways, so we were on a date, and I had actually gone to the bar. I think to get us food and more drinks. Anyways, I come back and Seamus is standing there talking to Alan, which was my best friend's mm -hmm. at the time, was her boyfriend. Alan's a good dude. I uh, was sitting there talking to Alan and, and um, he was wearing this OU shirt. Well, you know, especially Seamus was. Seamus was. 
as, and and especially during that time frame, whenever I didn't have kids and I had time to watch football, you were I was a huge OU fan. Big OU you fan, know? yeah. Like, oh man, I like Which, your shirt. To this day, you still are because we talk, I'm, I'm the a, Red River rivalry. We talk well, a lot. Well, yeah, shit but that well, week. we have to talk shit on that week. Yeah, but of course. I don't get to watch it like I used to. I mean, this was every freaking Saturday. I'm watching the foosball. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was one of my good friend of mine from high school. I was delivering his baby. And I was running to the waiting room one night watching because that was, yeah, I was running to the waiting room where the game was on, going in between his wife's delivery. Football and Watching work. that, okay? So that's the kind of fan I was. But anyway, Seamus was wearing this shirt. And I was like, oh, man, I like your shirt. He's like, I lost a bet. That's the only reason I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> so you, from, this is my team. I thought, what a dick. So from the get-go. Oh, my So we're playing... Um, what is it? Is it shuffleboard? With the the long board and yeah. the metal. And the, yeah, and I think the, it's the called, wax. I think it's shuffleboard. So yeah. me and my date <laughs> and Melissa and Alan were playing against each other for shuffleboard. Mm -hmm. I turn around and then this deal we playing my freaking game. Like that. Seamus is. Yes. Turn <laughs> my damn game. So anyways, that's how I met him. Not two weeks later, I had this lady to corner me. And a a uh, ATM kiosk. Give okay. me this big long story where she worked that she needed twenty bucks. To pop oh, up. Anyways, yeah, anyways, yeah. so I ended up having to go to Foot Locker to get money from this lady. I'm so stupid. Um, and um, I walk in there's Seamus. At, at Foot Locker. Oh, because he used to work. He's told he me he was a man. There. He was assistant manager at Foot Locker. Okay. So I walk in there and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for this lot. I remember her name. And he goes, he turned around and he looked at this guy named Vince. He said, hey, Vince, we got another one. This lady was taking people for money and telling oh. them that she worked in Foot Locker. Wow. And yeah. so, yeah. And so then I ran into him again. So then I run into him again. It is um, St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day happened to work, be on a weekend that, that day. And I'm there with my best friend uh, at a club called, uh, one of my good friends at a club called Grams. And there's Seamus, and we start yapping and talking to him and everything. And this, okay, you gotta remember that I've never been a skinny girl, ever, okay? I've never been one of these a little, little junk in the little, junk. Little, little yeah. hard bodies. And this yeah. little hard body blonde, thing, <laughs> walks up to Seamus and whispers in his ear. And I'm like, and he starts talking, I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Out, I walk away. Were you and Seamus on a date? No, no, okay, we were okay, just, okay. Yeah, just, just just talking. talking. And then I, another girl comes I mean, up. He was like, cute. Seamus was good looking. Okay, he was. Wait, he was what is? What do you mean? What? Oh no, now he's my my big sexy. <laughs> but he was this good looking, young, you know, young guy. Fit, oh yeah, he baby. He was it? Yeah. That oh, ass. Easy, easy. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I'm thinking, fuck you, dude. So I turn yeah. around, and I walk away, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and um, he claims. But he was looking for me that night, whatever, I don't even know. So then I run into him again at the same club and we hit it off. So you just, yeah. it was like oh, a repeated yeah. running into he, each he, other. He pulls a douchebag move a couple of weeks later. And I mean, just like, just like a total freaking douchebag move. <laughs> he he went from sweet to douche, sweet to douche, sweet to douche. As, as, as look, as most guys I, do. I will be the first to admit mm -hmm. it, like, for guys, yeah. For the most part, we're douchebags. Douchebags, <laughs> but you know, and, and yeah, you're right. We just do stupid you shit. You just do stupid and, shit. Yeah. Especially yeah. when there's alcohol involved. It gets amplified. Yes. Yeah. That's it, correct. There's alcohol involved, and, and and that was whenever he was always. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Th I don't think Seamus knew how to took me. 
to tell how to how to take me okay. back in those days because I am basically what I am now. Um, then, it just kind of out there, kind well, of. You just don't really like have a filter. You I have straight up. And my filter, people. my filter's gotten even less with age, and yeah. my bullshit factor is not there. Yeah. Back then, I still had a bullshit factor. Now uh, I don't okay. have one. Yeah, you're just. Um, you're well, just, you're just blunt. You blunt, tell them yeah. what up, you and, know, and and that's how it is. And I don't think Seamus knew how to take me. Um, and then also that can be very intimidating for some guys. Yeah. You know, especially when you got somebody that just kind of tells you like it is. Strong their personality. Strong personality. Yeah. They've got a career. They don't need you. They want you in your life. They don't need you in their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And that's one of the things that he still admires about me because if something were to happen to my husband tomorrow, God forbid, I could take care of myself and I could take oh, care of my brother. Oh, yeah. No shit, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, you would but, be. Yeah. You but, don't need no man, as they say. Well, I life. could take. My husband knows that I can take care of myself and I can take care of our boys the and kiddos. we will be okay in that aspect. That's a. That's a. Yeah. That's a strong trait to have. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he's not intimidated by that. Where some people are, he is not intimidated by that anymore. Yeah. Or, or if he ever was. But anyway. So, so that's how y'all met. That's how we met. Just ran into each other a bunch of times. A bunch of times. He was yeah. kind of a douchebag. and Kind of a douchebag. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm one. I'll call you. I don't hear douchebag. That's awesome. So, so why, and while all that was happening, you were in RN school? I was school? in RN school. Okay. Yep. Because I met him in March and I graduated <clears throat> in May. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then you worked, uh, now RNs, they're kind of multifaceted they're nurses. Like they can kind of work in any, yes. like emergency room, delivery. Labor and delivery, emergency room, you know, surgery, your RNs and the surgical, and the surgical suites are like circulators. I never did circulating. I, that surgery was not for me. I commend those men and women that do surgery. Uh, uh, why, why do you say that? I just, I don't like the OR. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just it not just my like, yeah. Um, seeing somebody, I guess. Yeah, I'm a, oh, I'm a very smell <clears throat> oriented person. Gotcha. And the, the OR is very, very strong in odors. And mm -hmm. I, it's just not can't for me. It. Can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. And then, but, but there are some people that that is their thing. And that's wonderful. Right. Thank God for them. You know, yeah, so it's, it's just not my thing. Small. So yeah, I was working, I was in RN school and I graduated in May and, um, uh, Seamus and I were at that point where, okay, we're going to be serious with this, you know, yeah. are we going to... Shit or get off the pot. Right, type <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah. Um, because by the time I had met him, I was I was full of bullshit. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. done with Younger. this. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. my career's going, so let's get going. So I actually um, left Wichita Falls and went to Dallas and worked in a Dallas emergency room. Mm -hmm. And... Um, emergency... Oh. In Dallas ER. Um, those, I would imagine, as far as, I mean... Being That's nurse. where the good stories come from. That what's one of the craziest like? What's like the something that that somebody came in that you saw that just made you go like whoa? Like I'm sure you have tons. <laughs> I'm sure you have tons, but um, what's maybe like the most? Well, I never worked in a trauma center, so I always okay. worked in like cardio, cardiac, stroke, things like that. Okay. And so I never really worked in. <clears throat> now I, I I have seen trauma whenever I worked in Graham. When we, I worked in Graham as an LVN, and then I ended up going back to Graham from Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, I was a labor and delivery nurse, but we were a tiny little hospital, so we would float to other areas of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I would do a lot of, uh, I, my, I prefer to float to the ER. I hated med search nursing. I hated med search nursing. But I would float to the emergency room, and we would have a lot of bad wrecks because mm -hmm. there in Graham, 
even though we wouldn't keep them there, we would get them stable. We'd call Fort Worth. Fort Worth would send a chopper, and we would uh, would send them out. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, we saw some bad things. You know, young. And it was always involved alcohol. Every damn time it involved alcohol. And there's nothing like the smell of alcohol, blood, and dirt, and lake water. And so if, if you're able to, and go ahead and warn everybody, this right. is graphic. I mean, can you go into detail about maybe some of the worst injuries you've seen? I saw a guy that was perfectly lucid and telling us all about it. Uh, that was literally had a laceration. This was 20 plus years ago. Had a laceration from one ear to the other ear across the back of his head and it was zigzag. Wow. Like you could literally lift it up and you could move his move his face. Whoa. And he was awake. He was just hanging out. Yeah, hanging like, out. Hey. Yeah. Joking around about his weight because we had to ask him his weight so we could put him on the chopper to get him to Fort Worth. Wow. Um car, young, wreck. car wreck. Car wreck. And he, he was a car wreck. Um wow. they and he was a big dude. And they were in a, a Ford Mustang and mm -hmm. flipped it. And whopped his head. And, and both of these guys were fine. They had been drinking. They weren't drunk, but they had been drinking. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I've seen somebody that bilateral broken femurs. And when they're sitting and out, dude, dude, done. I, I don't ever know what happened to that person. I always wondered yeah. whatever happened because we would call Fort Worth and get updates on our yeah, patients yeah, because yeah. you build that rapport with them, you know. Sure. Um, and then I had a really good friend from high school blow his brains out and lived for about four or five hours. Yep. How? Good, strong heart and lungs, man. The the brain stem hadn't herniated. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was horrible. That gave me nightmares. That that really bothered me. And my dad, uh, my dad was a uh, a police. Uh, the first part of my life, my dad was a police officer, mm -hmm. and. Um, Prior to me being born, he was a police officer, but whenever they found out, he also worked, found out that my mom was pregnant. He was also working in, a, he worked at a funeral home, and uh, back in the, those days, your ambulance drivers, which are now what we call paramedics, mm -hmm. um, you know, well, you know, extreme education now compared to what they had back in the 70s. Um, my dad worked at a funeral home and was a quote-unquote ambulance driver. Okay. And so he had seen some really gnarly stuff. Yeah. I couldn't talk to my ex-husband about this. Um, number one, we're not supposed to take stuff home with us, but sometimes, damn it, you take it home. It's 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 ingrained you in your brain. You know, out, you yeah. got. And I would try to, and I was really upset because <clears throat> this was a, a friend of mine from high school. I partied with this kid. I knew him. You had a personal had, connection. Had a personal connection, and you know, he comes in with you know, brain tissue on the table, and. Um, Good night. Um, it was it was horrible, and um, that was that was tough because the only person I could talk to was my dad mm -hmm. about it because my dad understood, mm -hmm. and the man that was that I was you know that was supposed to be able to that I was you know was supposed to be my my uh, stronghold I guess you could say if that's the proper term your your kind of your rock your my support, rock was yeah. not yeah. at all and that was literally at that moment <clears throat> was whenever I was like you know what. I can't see my, that was, that was the first kind of like drop in the back of my mind. I can't spend the rest of my life with this dude. That guy, yeah. Yeah, because you can't. It's still going. Yeah, I just check it. Yeah. God, I hate for us to be having this conversation and then turn around, not recording. Let's, so I kind of check, make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's And I've been having this thing with my camera. It'll stop at like the 25 minute mark mm -hmm. and then I have to start recording again and I cannot figure out why. Mm -hmm. But, uh, mm -hmm. wow, that is, um, that would classify as probably one of the craziest, yeah. uh, 
Wow. And then yeah. things stuck in orifices, you know. <laughs> oh I'm gonna. I, I want to write a book. I have another. I have a couple of other RN Just friends. Shit that I've seen. In yes, the and it's gonna be things like you know, things I've seen in the, in the vagina, yeah. things I've seen in the back door. <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, I, I had a friend who was an EMT. He's now in fire school mm -hmm. um, to be a firefighter. He was an EMT for a while, and he would tell me some of the stuff that they would see. Your firefighters are uh, a lot of times the very, very first on the scene. So they see some stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, and, and I have a lot, a lot of respect for those guys. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, and whenever it comes to paramedics, where I came from, the paramedics, were, we were like part of the family. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they were there in Graham, they were part of the hospital. Mm -hmm. It was a local, it was a, it was a, it was a uh, city owned. Here, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked the ER, you know, I've worked labor delivery, postpartum, worked nursery NICU, now I'm a nurse oh, practitioner. Yeah. And I have never been treated so disrespectfully in my life as I get treated by paramedics here. Really? Yes. Wow. Why yeah, do you think that I, 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 Paragod syndrome. I don't know. Like They treat you like you're stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, but for, the, for always, I have always respected, completely respected our law enforcement and our firefighters and our EMTs because sure. they're the first on the scene. But your firefighters... Baby, they they are majority of the time they are the first on the scene, and yeah. so they see some stuff. Um, so, but so, anyways, now I'm a. Uh, where are we going now? We're going. Yeah. So well, and you did. How long did you were, did you work in nursing before you pursued nurse practitioning? That was. Okay, I graduated LVN in '96. Graduated RN 2001, and I graduated with my nurse practitioner in 2011. So I yeah. I um years about fourteen years. Oh, in total, yeah, yeah, fourteen. Fourteen. What was that? Well, because we were we years. were friends. I've known you guys for fifteen-ish years. We were friends. And I remember mm -hmm. when you were doing nurse practitioner yes. school. Yep. Yeah. Um, you so got yeah, to witness that, that journey. That, that was awesome. Oh yeah, you were oh, like Lord. work all day, come home, study. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Well, it was uh, one. Yeah, I remember take the the only tennis lesson that I've had since I stopped playing tennis with the West End Wanda's was with you. And what? I was, it was on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yep. And I was whining about nurse practitioner school. Okay. And you were like, well, Kelly, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And I thought, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. You agreed with me? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I mean, but now this true. is the thing about nurse practitioner school. Whenever I went to school that it was, it was a hard program. I mean, this yeah. was a balls to the wall, um, difficult program. Well, it's, it's a master's degree. It's a master's degree. Yeah. Now, they're a dime a dozen. We are a dime a dozen because okay. you have all of these online programs and they're not difficult programs. Oh, yeah. The program I went to, you went to class. You, I mean, we, you, we had a lot of it. The majority of it was online, but we still had to go into class. Our professors followed up with, uh, with our clinicals. We had to write this huge research paper. It was horrible. I wanted to <laughs> shoot myself. Um, <laughs> That was the that semester was the semester I started having migraine headaches. Oh. Whenever I was whenever I was writing that damn paper and doing all that research. Um, but now it's a dime a dozen. And so now you look at you look in if you look at your hospitals, um, departments that you used to not be able to get jobs in, like somebody had to die before you could get into that department. Oh they're right, hiring right. people because all of these people are leaving bedside nursing and going to nurse practitioner school. It has taken our it has saturated our our profession yeah, yeah. and it has driven our salaries down because mm -hmm. whenever I left nursing 
bedside nursing eight years ago, I my when I think that year I made like seventy two thousand dollars, something like that. Um, and so whenever I got out of school, I got this beautiful raise. Yeah. Well, now you have people leaving the floor making over a hundred thousand dollars a year because they can get overtime and. You get more money for charge nurse. You get more money if you work night shift. You get more money if you do the clinical ladder. Now they're coming into nurse practitioner and they're being offered $85,000 a year. Like Which why in the hell would I... significantly lower than what it used to Oh, be. yeah. Starting salary for a nurse practitioner. The starting salary like was 100000 100, Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of your places at six months would give you a $10,000 increase. Or you take call and you get more money if you overtime take call. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't get overtime. You're cut off again. I don't know why it does that. Okay, so, uh, yeah, there's ways to, to make a little bit extra money. Yeah, um, there's ways. But now they've literally saturated the market and have taken the old dogs like myself. And, I mean, I haven't had a raise in um, five and a half years. And is that abnormal? It's very abnormal. It's usually true. For master's degrees, usually it's like an every other year. You okay. get an annual Some eval annual. every year, but you get a little something every other year. Yeah. And it might be, you know, a 3%. It might be $5,000 for the year. It might be something. Mm. <clears throat> and so the difference between a registered nurse who maybe, you know, works in hospitals, typically what I think of, mm -hmm. and a nurse practitioner, what exactly are the differences as far as what you do daily? I'm at what they call advanced practice. So I can... I can charge for my visits, I can document, I can write prescriptions, not all prescriptions, okay? okay. Uh, I can do a lot of the things that the doctors can do. I can give orders. I don't have to call the doctor and say, hey, this lady's blood pressure is this, what do you want me to do? I can do that. Okay. Um, I can't do things like, like surgeries, okay? It's, it's, it's nothing like that. Or I can't do, um, uh, my billing is different as far as what I get paid back from insurance. I do not get paid from insurance as much as a doctor does. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you come in to see me at the doctor's office for a sinus infection and I fully take care of you. I don't have to ask the doctor what to do. Okay. You come in for me and, you know, you have nurse practitioners that work in the emergency rooms. They are under, oh, they fall okay. under the umbrella of the doctor, but I know some really excellence that work in the emergency room. They take care of patients having heart attacks, chest pain. Wow. I mean, you know, major stuff. Now, there's a doctor right there for them. And I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of them. we got a couple of twins that work down at Baptist. I'd take those guys any given day yeah, to take care of me. Know they know what they're doing. doing. They're sharp. They've been doing it a long time. And they just, they're just very, very level-headed. Wow. Okay. And, okay. you know, and you have nurse <clears throat> practitioners that work basically every aspect. Now, one of my good friends, Mel Smith, um, she's a nurse practitioner. She was actually being trained to be a first assist in the OR working for a surgeon here in town. So not only was she able to work as a nurse practitioner, she was able to help in the OR as well. Okay. Um, so it so, can, I guess, it just seems so broad. Like you can be a nurse practitioner, but you can, I guess, have all these different areas of, I guess, expertise or what you yes. would call them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, and you've got a lot of issues with that now because where you used to be able to have family health family nurse practitioners work in the ICU you have a lot of governing bodies like oh no 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 they don't need to be working in the ICU because they're not acute care acute care is a different type of nurse practitioner I'm an adult health 
uh, acute care is they these people work in acute care like ICU where they can intubate, they can do different things like that. What in the hell are you looking okay. at on your phone? Yeah, this is what I want to ask you about next. <laughs> oh, okay. This is going to be great. Oh, that eight, uh, uh, yeah, because okay. you guys obviously the schooling and the training and mm -hmm. you know you guys get different licenses or I always call it the letters behind your name. Letters behind your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which will tell what your license or training to do. But how hard would it be? for someone to fake all that. And I'm gonna tell you why in a second. Like, to if me, I were to walk be... in one day and just say, I'm as trained as Kelly Darden, you know, like, yeah. how easy would that, or hard would that be to like, if I went to Setmill and apply for a job as a nurse practitioner? That'd be difficult because the, whenever you are hired in somewhere, mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, Texas Board of Nursing, before you are hired in, they check to make sure you have an active license. So how this kid got away with that? This is so. I mean, this and I asked that because this story. This is kind of an older story, but I figured you working in yeah. the, the medical field, I'd love to ask you. Let me tell you exactly what happened. So it was an 18-year-old kid, uh, and this was back in 2016, I think, when they finally caught him. Uh, it's an 18-year-old guy, and his name was. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Malachi Love Robinson, and okay. um, what he did, um, the the official report is that the, you know they say he was posing as a medical doctor, like okay. an actual like a doctor who had his own practice and would see patients, and uh, completely false, all of it. Never went to any kind of school. I don't even think he had a bachelor's degree. Oh, he's eighteen. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. he he basically was just somebody that was like, uh, you know, I guess he really wanted to be a doctor, but. He just started his own practice and was seeing patients and treating them and um, yeah let's see practicing medicine without a license and they said he was the head of his own practice okay um, and they caught wind of it um, some patients were saying he just seemed a little off you know <laughs> and so they started sending in some undercover cops and uh, this is how he got caught so one of the undercover cops goes into his practice checks in like as a normal patient you know whatever they do and um, they said that this young man, that guy posing as a doctor, physically examined the officer, provided medical advice um, over the course of two weeks, I guess recurring visits to the doctor, um, and said he treated him, uh, where is it, he tried to treat him somehow, but essentially the gist of the story is this 18 year old kid started his own practice as a as a I guess a family physician mm -hmm. and was seeing patients and it went on for I mean he he had it going for was it I want to know how he was getting while. paid from like insurance companies how was he getting paid from insurance companies how was he writing prescriptions and them getting them filled because in the whenever I send a prescription to the pharmacy I have a, an MPI number I have a DEA number and they have to have those numbers before right. they can fill a prescription. How was this happening? Did, was he using somebody? That's my dog, sorry. <laughs> he probably just wants to come in. <laughs> yeah, so, but now, now here's another, yeah. maybe kind of a, a, a twist to it, is he, his, his website said that he utilizes physiological, psychological, and mechanical methods such as air, water, light, heat, earth 
to treat patients. Now, if that doesn't scare you away, if, like I, you, I don't think I would go see that. Honey, you'd be shocked at the people that would be like, "Oh, he's holistic. Let's oh, go see." Oh, got you, got okay. True. Let's true. use some. But uh, let's use some essential oils. He had a Facebook event that had a grand opening for his <laughs> for his medicals. I mean, he went full oh, nine yards. Oh my god! Like full blown. How if somebody wanted to do that? How? I mean, oh, baby, I don't even know. I, I, that just be so. Uh, uh, only thing I can think of was that he was cash oh. pay only, like he wasn't filing on insurance. Uh, okay. There's 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 that always a possibility. We have people that we have physicians that do not even want to deal with insurance companies, and it's a cash pay only. Maybe that's what it was, and maybe he wasn't writing prescriptions. Okay. However, he was Hence, posing as a doctor, which is a right. federal crime. Oh yeah, he's uh he's he's in prisoner. I think he just got out. He he did. Two handful, years, a handful of years, but um, it, it says now. This, again, this is in the state of Florida. Right. It says that Florida licenses medical doctors. It does not issue licenses for. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Naturopathic. Uh huh. Holistic uh, medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Naturopathic doctors, mm -hmm. which it sounds like that's like you said what he was. Yeah, but he was posing as an MD, an actual MD. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, he rejected the use of medicine, so that I guess that's how he could bypass the that's prescription. That's the way he was able to bypass uh, it. Yeah, this, it says, when he crossed the line and started giving a physical and offering to treat the undercover agent, uh, the, the authorities were able to issue a cease and desist uh, for the unlicensed practices. But do you know that's probably the reason why his sentence was so light, was because he wasn't able to file on insurances and he wasn't able to write prescriptions. That's probably the reason why he had a light sentence. Because whenever you come into the office and I see you, you are consenting to me physically examining you. Right. You right. know. Regardless if you're right. lying wow. to me or not. Yeah. Right. right. I'm not so, lying. I've got my uh, degree, I swear. I mean, I hope so because you've been my doctor for, God. <laughs> eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah, eight years now. Um, yeah, he, uh, I think he just got out of prison. Let me look. Wow. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, freed from prison. Let me let me see. He's uh, a Florida guy. A 22-year-old Florida man has been freed, and this was when he was 18. So he served. Yeah, he served uh, three and a half years. Wow. No, I'm sorry. He was uh, 20 months into a three and a half year sentence. So he got sentenced for three and a half years for but faking in 20 months for faking being a doctor and actually treating people, just not. When was he released? Was he released because maybe that you know we're releasing criminals because of COVID? Oh, I'm gonna ask you about that in a second. This was no, this okay. was last September. This September, okay. Um, but yeah, he was 20 months in. So what's that? A little under two years of a three. But you know, this actually happens because you and I were talking about this earlier. If you look, if you watch the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio, when that DiCaprio, right, everything, everything, and he, I mean, so that was when did he do that? The 70s, 60s, or 70s? And now that he he ended up be he was so good at it. Everything that he did, they ended up being employed by the FBI. To how would you do this if you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Washing checks and things like that. So he ended up working for the FBI on the fraud department. But every quarter, Board of Nursing sends out a a newsletter to us, mm -hmm. and in that newsletter, it will it will give a list of uh, LVNs, RNs, uh, advanced practice nurses that have had. Uh, what do they call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, stipulations on their license. They've done something. Like infractions yeah. or whatever. Well, it is. And, you know, sometimes it can be it can just be the, the smallest little thing, and somebody calls the board, and it, it blows up to be nothing. Because I know some damn good nurses 
nurse practitioners that have had board complaints on them and you're, there's no lividity to it and it's it's but it's it's detrimental to you personally because you're I've never had one literally knock on wood um I'm gonna call and complain she's on. harassing me <laughs> she slapped me with a wooden spoon um true story she has done that to uh, she gave me a wedge and she's giving me a shot um, done that too. That, that was that was good. <laughs> I don't think I could show that video on uh, forms of social media. I split his nuts. But she, I pulled so hard. She gave me a hell of a wedgie. Uh, yeah, that's because he was mean to Susie. He won't do that shit again, no, will um, But in the board, in, in that newsletter, there are people in there, and sometimes there will be none, but sometimes there will be five or six people that have posed as nurses in the state of Texas. And Whenever I, you know, some places are so hard up for nurses, like nursing homes and things like that, because it's a very high turnaround, because it's a very high stress job. They won't get a confirmation on their license before they hire these people. But you'll, but you'll sit there and you'll look and you're thinking, how long have they, were they practicing? Yeah. Because my thing is, whenever I went from an LVN, when I went to LVN school, I was a nurse's aide. I went to LVN school, I learned a lot. Yeah. Okay. When I went from LVN to RN school, I learned even more. There's more layers to that onion. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I went to RN school to nurse practitioner school, holy cow, there's a lot more layers to that onion. So every year, every time I learned something new, how are these people able to go in and pose, being able, things like nursing, being able to do wound care, trait care, you know, that, and knowing what, medications. That's what blows that my mind yes. too is being a nurse or being in the medical field ain't just like, oh, I'm gonna go work at yeah. McDonald's. You mm -hmm. know, it's like uh, you're taking care of people in their lives and they're you're they're, you're getting medications. You're, I mean, you're. <sighs> it's almost scary to think. It, of. it is. It's very scary. Uh, it's, it's horrifying if you want to know the truth. Actually, the reason I had you on here is because I'm planning on. Um, Becoming a nurse practitioner Go next ahead. week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm the worst liar in the world. There's no way I could pull that kind of stuff off. You would faint. Uh, yeah, I'm not good with uh, blood and broken bones and all that. No, no. no. But, and occasionally there's there's a couple of things that'll even make me go, whoo. Uh, you know, whoo. If they make you do that. Make, make the world spin, you know? Ugh. So the last thing I, I did want to ask you about, because mm -hmm. I am curious as someone who, you know, social media and every it's like everybody has an opinion yep. everybody became medical experts overnight, overnight. on everybody. social media yep. about what right. we should and should not do yeah how do you see this corona stuff playing out from this point forward like where do you see us in a few months a year i mean what do if you think? we get a vaccine we're gonna go back to normal be like the seasonal flu. The seasonal flu, and I wish people cared this much about it during like, like this, like they're doing flu season. Pardon me, because if we didn't have a flu vaccine, and I know not everybody takes that flu vaccine, but if we didn't have Your a flu vaccine, is, is oh, I swear to God, though, <laughs> that man is immune to everything because he of, never gets sick. When is the last time he got sick? I, I don't ever talk to Seamus and he's sick. That guy is man, John, big old bear. <laughs> but, I mean, he has been vaccinated. Start. Okay. Uh, okay. And we're going. Okay. So, Corona. So, you okay. think if there is a vaccine, it'll go back to seasonal flu. And what... People are going to be worried about taking the vaccine because of all of the the, the media. The media are making this out to be, oh, well, this is backed by what's-his-face. 
Microsoft dude. Oh, Bill Gates. Yeah, thank you. That this is backed by him. That this is all going to be, you know, this is all politically driven. I'm not getting into politics, I assure yeah. you. But the flu, we have we have a couple of things with the flu. We have Tamiflu, which cuts the life of the flu in half. Tamiflu works. A lot of people don't believe Taking in that. it. Yeah. I believe in it. I absolutely believe in Tamiflu. Whenever. Um, but what, what do you know? You're just a. Oh, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> when I think it was the Christmas that Jackson was ten, um, he woke up with the flu, and you know he's a typical boy. <laughs> <laughs> man flu or man, man flu. <laughs> that baby was sick. So I, yeah. and, you know, and Stone had been Stone. He had been born. He had bad lungs. He had pneumonia. All of that crap. So I took I took Jackson to the doctor that morning. Um, got him on Tamiflu. Uh, the doctor went ahead and called in Tamiflu for Stone. I got Tamiflu for Seamus and I, and Stone was the only child in his daycare. In his, there was the infant and toddler room were right beside each other. Literally, the thing, one thing separating them was one of those little gates, like we, the baby gates, like mm -hmm. we have. Stone was the only one out of those two rooms that did not get the flu. Okay, he had been on Tamiflu because of brother. Okay, Seamus and I had been on Tamiflu because of brother. Yeah. Um. So I'm a true believer in Tamiflu. So we have something coming out for coronavirus, very very similar to Tamiflu. Everybody's balking at it because of, well, it's $1,000. Well, hell yeah, it's $1,000. It's expensive as hell. Tamiflu is expensive, yeah. okay? Then there's Plaquenil, okay? Well, Plaquenil works. Plaquenil doesn't work. Oh, Plaquenil works. Okay, Plaquenil works. We've seen it work in the hospital. In the hospital, the treatment, the last I heard, things have been changing with this virus. The treatments in the hospital was azithromycin, which everybody knows it as a Z-packet that was being given IV, yeah. okay? okay? So azithromycin. Plaquenil, vitamin C, and zinc. That was the treatment for COVID-19 in the hospitals. Now, of course, there was a lot more if you had people that were intubated and because it had a very strong, you know, your critical cases had a very strong aspect of, very strong respiratory aspect to it. And for the people, the naysayers, like, oh, this isn't real. This is this is all fake. No, dude, this is real. Yeah, I don't this know about all that. This is real. That, yeah. Yeah, this, this I mean, I can be a skeptic about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but this, now, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I assure so you, this is, this is legit. Issue, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you have, there was there was four phases. There was mild, moderate, severe, and critical. Uh, there's four, you know, oh, four levels of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Coronavirus has been around for years. Since the 1960s, coronavirus has been around. It was the common cold, mm -hmm. okay? So how did we get from coronavirus common cold to COVID-19 coronavirus which is killing people, putting people in the hospitals. That's a different story for a different day because that is political. And I will tell you right uh, now that that's very, very, very political. I don't believe that this is lab created. But anyways, how, how are we going to handle, answer your question. Hey, will we get back to normal? I think we will. I think it's always going to be around because it's been around for 50 years already. Just not this, this mutation of coronavirus. Um, we get the treatment. People take the vaccine. Um, I think we'll be fine. I'm a big advocate for vaccine vaccines. I do think we to get on a different subject. I do think we vaccinate our kids for too much, but that once again, that's a different story for a different day. Right. Um, but I but the flu can be just as detrimental as the coronavirus can. 
We have deaths every year from the flu. Mm -hmm. um, some years are worse than others. Uh, swine flu year was horrible, um, but everybody didn't freak out about it. Um, we had a swine flu vaccine within three to four months. Why don't we have a coronavirus vaccine? That's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. That's a political story. Um, but um, if people will take the vaccine, um, basic basic hygiene, wash your wash, damn hands. Wash your ass. <laughs> wash your hands, cover yeah. your damn cough. You would be shocked the adults that I have to tell in my rooms. Cover your mouth. Cover your cough. cough away and... You know, well, well, that's the thing. They'll turn and they'll cough. Because I'm, you know, I'm up here listening to the train and they'll cough. They'll cough all over my damn computer. And the, the, the uh, droplets. Yeah, the droplets. Yeah. yeah. The, the droplets go everywhere. <clears throat> but it's, it's, it's simple. Wash your hands. Cover your cough. Get the vaccine. Uh, call your doctor if you start having any symptoms. I do believe coronavirus screening, just like flu screening, is going to be, become just like what, you know, going be, to become readily available just like flu so screening you, so is. So you think it'll play out just like the, the flu eventually, eventually? But I do think we'll have seasons of it. I really, really do think that we'll have seasons of it. What scares me with the coronavirus is, I mean, it's one of those things, 65 and older, diabetic, hypertensive, those are the patients that you really worry about. Yeah. But whenever our kids are getting it, our kids are fighting it off because they're kids, they're, they're tough little critters. Mm -hmm. But then there's some inflammatory reaction that happens like a month later that's killing these kids. And I have not, I'm not real knowledgeable and I haven't read a whole lot about it, uh, maybe out of fear, I don't know. Uh, but. Um, there's something happening to our kids like a month later after they come up positive. Even if they didn't have a horrible COVID-19 case, mm -hmm. they're having some inflammatory response a month later that what I have read is like there's inflammation around the vessels of the heart and it's killing these kids. Wow. Well, not all of them, of course, but a lot. Maybe that connected to having. It's connected to having COVID-19. Wow. It is. There is a connection. I watched very briefly about it, uh, about a young man, a young Hispanic boy that died from it. And then I was, uh, the, the, in the same documentary on it, it was a young African-American man, male, a little boy, that his mother tested positive. Mm -hmm. He got it, very mild case, but then he got this inflammatory response a month later. Now, he survived, but the little Hispanic boy did not. Mm -hmm. So, there's that. That scares me, but what a lot of people don't realize is there's a condition called flaccid myelitis that happens to kids after they get the flu. Uh, so, so there's something that goes along with the flu as well. We had a young man in Beaumont that had that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's comforting to know that eventually maybe it'll get to. I, I really some sort think of normal, it will, but, uh, but we we do need to we do need to get a vaccine. We're still kind of in that gray area right, right. now. I just want to know why it's taking this long to get a damn vaccine. Now that there's where the tinfoil hat comes in. Yeah, that's uh, where the tinfoil we could, hat. We comes. we're not because we'll we, dive into that, but we could. We've known about this. Now that's what I want to talk to Seamus about. If I can get him in here. <laughs> we we we've known about this since before Christmas, before Thanksgiving, October time. I think Is I that first, right? First heard about it around Christmas. Around Christmas time. I think I think I it think, was started. I, I think it got here January maybe. February? January February time frame. Yeah. yeah. So I think that we were hearing about it in like October from China. First from over in China. Yeah, in China. Whenever we had swine flu, 2009, 2010, whatever time frame that was, mm -hmm. 
they had a vaccine before flu season was even over. It was quick. It was I remember it was just quick. like in the news and then boom, it's gone. Yeah. This yeah. is obviously everywhere. Mm -hmm. hmm. And this got politics written all over it. Oh, oh shut yeah. Up. We're going to go ahead. <laughs> shut up. Uh, well, but. Kelly Darden. Mm hmm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was an honor. I look forward to getting your husband in here next. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one. But uh, thank you for your insight. Oh, sure. Especially. Uh, it's nice to hear it from someone who actually is, you know, as far as the corona stuff in, in the profession. And, yeah. Um, rather than, you know. Now, my exposure has been limited because we have kept it out of the office for the safety of our elderly patients. Yeah. Um, at our hospitals are the ones that are kind of overran with it. Mm -hmm. um, but well, I still think I would. I, I'm more inclined to value your opinion than some Facebook friend that posts about that it. uses <laughs> essential oils on it. Well, <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but yes. So thank you. Uh, You're welcome, Kelly Darden, the coolest lady that is not my mom. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs>